Grab a cuppa and take a seat. This is the Disability Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Disability Podcast. Today I'm here with actor, presenter, poet, musician, OCD advocate, the insane <laughs> amount of things, Georgia Locke. Hey, Georgia, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, thank you for such a nice intro. That was lovely. <laughs> I know, I was trying to be like, how many different things is she? I'll just like write them all down. <laughs> oh, well, I feel like a, a sham now, but thank you. I feel like I'm all, that's very kind. Thank you. Well, um, so you're here to talk to us about OCD. So I follow you on social media, obviously, like we met through a mutual friend. And recently I've just been seeing you doing so much of this like advocacy work, which is so cool because I feel like, you know, you've said a lot of stuff about misunderstanding OCD, which is kind of the first thing I want to talk to you about because mm -hmm. I was kind of like a lot of people under the impression that it was just being really tidy and being really yeah. like germophobic and this kind of thing. Cause it's like how it's kind of been like shown in the media and just heard so many people think, say like, Oh, I'm so OCD about this and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so could you just like give us kind of your definition of OCD or kind of like explain it out of those people who might be thinking that that's kind of all it is. Yeah, it's you know the, the 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 stereotypes of OCD are something that just break my heart like on the daily because it's so they're so incorrect. Um, this idea that OCD is is a love of order and tidiness is couldn't you know couldn't be further from the truth. Um, OCD is about intrusive thoughts. Um, intrusive feelings that create anxiety and then the sufferer like really just you know really uh, really anxiety provoking stuff and then the sufferer thinks that to kind of quell these anxieties to, to stop the to calm down the intrusive thought to feel better about it they engage in compulsions um, and you know that the compulsions maybe have a short-term effect on making you less anxious but in the long run they are fueling the OCD cycle and they're making it worse and yes some compulsions can manifest in this kind of cleaning which maybe is where the stereotype comes from but it's absolutely not to do with an enjoyment of it like nobody like it's it's not about that compulsions are never enjoyable for a sufferer they're 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 not you know OCD is so debilitating and it's it's changed my life completely um and that's you know the, the problem with these incorrect images of it is that people don't know what they're suffering with when this happened to my head i was in i was lost i you know i thought my brain had broken and i would never have thought oh this is ocd because you know i had also thought but i'm really messy like this isn't yeah. like, i would just never would have crossed my mind and that's you know that's what's so upsetting about these things is because you just people can't get help if they don't know what they're suffering with and OCD makes you feel like it can make you feel like the worst person in the world and it just I, I worry so much for people that suffer with this and have no idea what they're suffering with people can take you know I think something like average like 15 years to get diagnosed something like that you know it can take such a long time yeah, because um, I just find it so interesting, like some of the things you've been talking about, like intrusive thoughts, because that's mm. something I've experienced. Like I don't 
think that I have OCD because I don't have like compulsions or anything like that. <laughs> but when you started talking about intrusive thoughts, it helped me so much because I was like, it's not just me. I'm oh, not yeah. a bad person. I was like, I'm not being crazy. Because like, <laughs> intrusive thoughts, like maybe you want to describe that my experience of them is like, you have these thoughts and then you're like, oh my God, like this is horrible. I'm a horrible person. Like, yeah. But you never want to actually do any of it. No. Just thoughts you have in your head. Yeah. And this is the thing and people, you know, we all have thoughts all the time. But the thing with, with OCD is when you have an intrusive thought, you know, that most people would be like, because obviously people can, you know, feel more like, um, people can be compulsive, uh, like obsessive about things, but not have the disorder. People can, you know, I, I think with anxiety, I think intrusive thoughts, you know, they, that happens as well. Yeah. But people with OCD, when we, you know, you get an intrusive thought, whereas sort of people that don't have the disorder might be like, that was a weird thought. And then you sort of go about your day. Maybe you wouldn't even acknowledge it. With OCD, it's like, oh my God, let me analyze what that thought means about me as a human, about my life, about this, about this. Then you get the compulsions. You know, a lot of compulsions can be internal as well. Mental checking, that's what people sort of refer, refer um, to when they're talking about pure O. People say they have pure O. They maybe don't have um, physical like compulsions, but it's in your head. So it's like, Oh my God, well, I've had this thought. Okay. So what, let me check in my brain, you know, to make sure I find proof that this isn't true. You know, it's just, um, yeah, it's just really, really heavy stuff. But, um, I'm glad that you, you know, you found those posts helpful and true. Yeah. Intrusive thoughts are not a fun time. Yeah, definitely. And it's just like also really good, like just talking about the posts, um, just to see people talking about this kind of thing, like invisible illnesses and disabilities, mm. because that's kind of what like me um, and my friends with this podcast were trying to do. And I just wanted to say, I think it's so impressive because I know that these things are so hard to talk about. Like it's taken me seven years to even talk about my epilepsy like this much and you seem like you processed this quite fast because you were talking about how it kind of manifested more when you were older is that right or yeah, like so OCD most often um shows itself like average age that it makes itself known is early 20s um people can people can have it so there are some people that have OCD that remember having it for their whole life. Some people, you know, were about eight. Some people, it really can come at any point in life. But yeah, mine, mine showed itself when I was 22. And it just, in a week, it kind of, in hindsight, when I look back, it, it, it's strange. It feels a bit like it happened in a, in a day and kind of then over the, a week that my brain just, just changed. It just changed. And I... It, that's kind of yeah but that's that's when it happened so did you have so have you had epilepsy as long as you can remember so I'm, I'm naive to oh no um so yeah I had my first seizure when I was 17 and I feel like it must be quite similar to being 20 and discovering you have these things when you're like <laughs> but I'm meant to be having fun and you're yeah. like but I'm meant to be like doing what everybody else is doing like why is this harder for me and I feel yeah. like it had such a mental effect on me, like so mm. badly. I just kind of like completely lost who I was, got so confused yeah. by like a new definition. I don't know if that's something you experienced because you're like completely a little bit older, but. No, I completely understand what you mean. Suddenly I'm questioning my whole sense of self. Um, it's like, what's like, and I, and it's a, you know, it's an unhealthy way to think, but it gets really hard because you just think, but I didn't, like always live like this. Like this wasn't, this is not, 
why has this happened which is not healthy but sometimes you know it's just you like you can't help but think about it that way isn't it yeah it's so difficult not to think about and like that's such a good point because i kind of forgot what life was like before mm. it for a while and i was just like this has always been my life and then i thought about all the times you know i stayed up till 4am and i yeah. drank like loads of alcohol and you know <laughs> all of the fun things you do when you're 17 um and now those are like you know i have to go to bed at 2am the fact that i have to take so many much medication every yeah. day and I'm just like, I feel like I've been taking medication forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Does OCD, do you take any medication for it? Or is it like you do CBT or something like that? So I was prescribed medication. Um, that's still in my drawer that I haven't taken yet. I The best treatment they, for OCD, they, is, they say is um, CBT and, and medication. Um, sort of, I think together they work really well. But um, I, yeah, this, the, the, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought now. But CBT is, uh, CBT is the sort of main thing for OCD. And within that is ERP, which is exposure response prevention. I hope that's what that is. Um, <laughs> otherwise, that's not very good. Um, but it's, it's really important. The thing that really panics me as well about OCD treatment is that talking therapy like traditional kind of um a counseling uh, i guess kind of in a freudian way like what's that called like psychoanalysis i don't know um yeah, but something like that yeah. you know like yeah. traditional kind of talking therapies that aren't cbt are actually really unhelpful for cb uh, for ocd like it's uh, it can be quite dangerous because the key thing for people with ocd to remember is that their thoughts are not important like you need to not give power to the intrusive thoughts you need to just be like thoughts of thoughts mate you know respond with this very kind of yeah like when it's telling you but what about this and what if you don't do this you this will happen blah, blah, blah. you just think like yeah maybe which is so hard to do because you're completely crippled with anxiety but that's kind of how you have to get past it but then unfortunately a lot of and there are an abundance of therapists that don't seem to know what they're doing when it comes to treating ocd and they are making it like it sounds harsh but they are making it a lot worse yeah. and it really is upsetting people are paying going to th see therapists that don't know how to treat ocd and maybe if they think you know well my method is you know the best because it's, and i understand wanting you know person-centered therapy and that kind of thing but when it comes to things something like ocd it's it needs to be dealt with in this cbt kind of way it can't you can't go to see someone and analyze their ocd thoughts because it's going to make it so much worse like yeah because so you're going to be really, thinking about the thoughts more as well and oh it probably gosh, makes you're giving OCD them so more much power yeah exactly yeah. you're really you know you're really trying to find you know talking about you know your your intrusive thoughts and trying to find meaning for them with a therapist is it's it's just i, I just makes me i just can't you know yeah. <laughs> it just panics me like it just scares me because there will be people that are in that situation right now and and it you know upsets me that i can't help them like <laughs> yeah well you seem to be a good job of helping people with like how oh. much you post and stuff it must be really helpful um and yeah so i've been seeing like also like georgia go and buy her book with every wave because i haven't got oh. it but apparently it's totally amazing and all the poetry i see of yours that i read oh. is amazing but Thank have you, so you found kind of like creative things are a good channel for you to deal with your ocd like how do you kind of 
get through the day to day because like you said it was it is debilitating oh yeah kind of just accept that that's your day to day or have you got kind of like a method that makes you feel better I think um some days are you know better than others and it's so much better than when it first entered my life you know the days are a lot more manageable than they used to be massively so but I think that yeah I think creativity I I, I liked to write poems about OCD because you know it really and it's gonna sound so negative but it's just the truth so I'm just gonna say you know really can make life hell and when you then make it when you then write something about it and it's kind of art it's just a bit like hey OCD like you're making my life rubbish but I'm gonna make something out of this like I'm gonna try and make it you know and it kind of feels a bit like you're taking the power back a little bit and it just feels a bit I just think it's yeah it's very soothing and I like you know there are no positives to having OCD like there, there are none it's it's horrific but what I really like is there's um there's a brilliant account actually she's called OCD doodles and she does lovely kind of just nice you know nice things on Instagram but it's true that, you know, the same question lies at the center of OCD and of creativity. Like what if, and it's quite, you know, like if you've got OCD, you know, just rest in the knowledge that you're a blimmin creative person because the amount of stuff that your brain is cooking up, like, you know, you are very creative, but it's just, um, yeah, I find it really, I find it really helps. And you write too, right? You, uh, yeah, I do. I like to write my poems. I'm not like successful like you are, but <laughs> <laughs> I post them on my website. <laughs> Go check out my website, <laughs> zoeposniakmcleodpoetry.card.com. <laughs> successful man you've got them on a website exactly what, how, what do we made, made the website myself but <laughs> um, right? but no that's why I asked you because I do find it so cathartic like every time I have a really difficult life experience I write mm. about it and because like you said it gives you a bit of power over it because it's like yeah. You think you might control me, but I could be really rude about you in a poem, so whatever. <laughs> it's just like, get through how you feel. And I feel like sometimes when you think about like metaphors and analogies, like mm. I have this poem, I can't quite remember what it's called, but it's something like a toaster in a bathtub or something, because that's how my brain feels. It's like someone's thrown a toaster God. into a bathtub when you've had a seizure. I can feel it, you know, I can feel like my, but not, I can feel like, you know, goosebumps when you say that, because that's, that's so, um, like evocative, isn't it, imagery? Well, that's yeah. lovely. Now I just have this box that's full of like scraps of paper and various different notebooks and yeah, and bits of like, um, I used to work in a cinema part-time, so I've got lots of like order, tick- we did food, like I've got lots of order tickets with like scribbled poems on and receipts and stuff, you know, it's like, why have I got like, three large popcorns and a Pepsi. Oh no. Okay. The perm on the back. Like, right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I've seen you posting about like different kinds of OCD. Like I think you said one of them was like relationship OCD Mm because you're in like a long-term relationship, not very cute photos of you and your boyfriend on Instagram. Um, And so how (laughs) has that, did you meet him before you found out you had OCD or did you discover it while like you were together or? Yeah. Bless, bless my love. I'd known Adrian for two months when my OCD came. Um, and you know, it, what, ha- having a diagnosis for OCD is by no means a cure, but my gosh, does it help you know, you know, of course, when you know what you're dealing with, you're, 
you can then arm yourself with the tools that you need to try and get better or at least to help yourself get through the days. And there's a specific kind of awful hell world when you're living with OCD and you have no idea what it is. And you know, that, that was my, that was my world for a while. And I hadn't known Adrian for very long. We we had met and you know, it was one of these relationships where you just think you're my person. So <laughs> it had moved pretty, you know, we were sort of, we were very close to me pretty fast, you know, it was, you know, we were pretty solid by that time in the sort of short space of time. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it would have been very easy to be like, you know what, Georgia, I like you, but I'm checking out. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was, it was a very dark place. I was crying like constantly. I was, I couldn't speak, you know, I, to people. And again, that's another thing that sort of challenged my whole sense of self because I used to think, well, you know, I like to talk to people. I enjoy that. And then suddenly, you know, I was could barely, I was terrified to be out alone. I wasn't making eye contact with anyone. Like it was just very scary, but there are lots of different types. Well, there aren't different types of OCD. OCD can be about anything. You know, it basically can attack, it often attacks what's most important to the sufferer because, so it's like, you know, a lot of religious people, um, suffer from you know OCD attacking their religion and you know sort of not attacking their religion but making them think oh well you know are you not you know you blaspheming you're not religious enough um it just attacks anything that's important to you so and it can attack anything that's the thing there and there's an infinite number of OCD themes but sometimes because people have similar themes it helps to kind of subset them as it were Mm. so relationship OCD is very common um, uh, harm OCD, you know, there's, there's an abundance of, of, of themes. And it's funny because what I find quite helpful, which a therapist said to me once is, you know, you know, you're the only reason you, your OCD is attacking this is because it's something you value. And then it's like, oh, well, I, oh, that's nice that I, that I value that, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'm explaining that very well, but that's just another way of sort of looking at it, but it is very difficult because it does just, it just, you know, people can even experience, I mean, you shouldn't call them false memories because it gives them power, but because it's a doubting disease and you're doubting everything constantly, you start to then think, gosh, you know, but what if like, what if like two months ago, I like blacked out, don't remember it. And I like called my ex-boyfriend and I like told him I loved him. And then your brain's like, oh my God, yeah, but what if you did? And I was like, yeah, but I didn't. And like, you know, you did it. But your head's like, yeah, but but maybe you did. And you know, you should like think about this more and call him and check. And like, these are all compulsions, you know, like, so it does get, you know, very sort of overwhelming, but there are lots of subsets and it can be about, or themes, I suppose is a better word. And it can be about anything. It could be about gosh darn anything. And that's why another reason why it's so hard to, for people to know what they're suffering with, because you think it's about the thing you're thinking about when it's actually just your brain working in its OCD way, attacking anything. So but yeah. no, that's, that's so interesting because, um, like I thought that maybe it was kind of these, these separate things, but would you kind of, I don't know the way you're explaining it is more kind of like putting sections of it in boxes to help you kind of identify it better. Yeah. And I think, 
You get that with epilepsy, but slightly differently because there are just different kinds of epilepsy. Okay. Um, but something I found helpful really recently is kind of joining the epileptic community and mm. seeing all of these people say like things that I didn't realize came from my epilepsy. Like, um, do you guys like remember anything past five years ago? And I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, I don't remember. And there's everyone being like, nope, we don't remember either. And it's like wow. all of these things where you think that you're just like being mad and you're alone yeah. and they haven't told you like your doctor hasn't said to you this is one of the things you can get mm -hmm. and I was just wondering like have you joined the OCD community like has this helped you in any way yeah that's so interesting I yeah I I recently sort of found the OCD community on on Instagram um and yeah it's helped abundantly like you say you know when people are saying things that you thought was so kind of intrinsically you and not the the thing that you're living with and it's like oh my goodness we understand and um, I think you know there's so much I'm sure about epilepsy that people don't understand like I had no idea about this you know perhaps you know not remembering things past five years ago and there are so many like elements like when you're part of a community that not which is always lovely but especially a community that's so misunderstood because then you just think we like I feel like you become closer faster they're like, just like we understand not only do we understand and we have this disorder but we understand that no one else understands yeah. <laughs> like, it's exactly like, the same with epilepsy yeah. it's like everybody is that i think that's something that frustrates me with like therapists because you're like they think they understand but they don't have it so they do not yeah. understand at all it's yeah. the same i think with every invisible illness because mm. you could have read every single book on the topic yeah you still don't understand it Because washing hands is like a thing, right? Is that just a compulsion rather than yeah. an obsession over that? Yeah, so if the obsession perhaps would be, maybe you could have an intrusive thought that would be like, if you're about to prepare some foods, eh, and it's for someone that you love, then you'd be like, God, but what if my hands aren't clean enough? And then they're like, there's like something dangerous on them. And then I go and make some food and then I like kill my, my partner. Like, you know, so, and then of course, or just, they're just, sometimes they just don't feel clean enough. You know, I have never really had not really struggled. That's not a compulsion that I'd experienced. Um, it did get slightly worse during COVID, but some people with OCD, they do wash their hands a lot, but it's not like, they. it's hard to explain because they, you know that it's illogical. I think that's one of the really painful things about OCD is that as, uh, as with, I mean, all of it, but you know what you're doing is illogical and yet you just can't stop. Like, I was washing up a wine glass a while ago and I had washed it. I've been washing it up for a long time and I really wanted to stop. Like, I don't want to do that with my time and I'm crying and I'm washing it up and I just want to stop. I just feel, you know, you just feel like you can't. And then, you know, on the like 13th time it broke and I just, you know, but you just don't, you just, you just feel like you can't stop. You feel like it would be irresponsible to stop. You feel like it'd be dangerous to stop, but it's just OCD. I was speaking with um, a therapist the other day. I, you know, we were saying it's so hard because so many doctors and therapists don't seem, you know, they don't fully understand, but there's this wonderful woman called um, Kimberly Quinlan. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. She's on um, Instagram and she 
gets it. And, you know, when you read it, you see a therapist, you think, oh my goodness. But she was saying she likes to think of OCD being like this kind of annoying guy at the beach that's just like constantly just thinking, how can I wind this person up today? And it's just, you know, like just telling them all these stupid thoughts. Um, but um, oh, also one thing I wanted to say, actually just thought of that. Uh, another thing that's important to remember is that OCD can change themes a lot as well. So, you know, one theme can really bother you one day and then the next, you know, it's something, well, maybe not daily. Actually, yeah, it can just, it just yeah. changes all the time. <laughs> it's just constantly. Yeah, it must be quite like, flip. it sounds like the way you talk about it, it does sound so like frustrating and debilitating. Oh, and it's yeah. like, obviously... With my dyslexia, I experienced that in a way. My dyslexia mm. is not terrible. I am not comparing it to OCD. OCD <laughs> is definitely worse. <laughs> Unless you have really, really terrible dyslexia, I'm sure I haven't experienced that. But it's kind of like, I don't know if you have this, but it's kind of just like that sigh of like, oh, for God's sake, like, <laughs> this is my everyday. This is my what? life. Like, obviously, like I said before, not comparing, but it's stuff no, like subtitles on films and everybody's just sat there with the subtitles on and I'm so distracted because I'm like trying to read them and they're just <laughs> disappearing and I'm like no why like why is this my life why is this yeah. me and you're yeah. just there like oh for god's sake like why can't I have why can't I have the brain of my boyfriend who's sitting next to me who can read really <laughs> fast and this doesn't bother him? Why can't I have the brain of my housemates who are sitting there? Like, why can't I have the brain of someone who doesn't have epilepsy? Like, fully yeah. just why me thoughts? And I feel like that made me so depressed yeah. for such a long time because I'm sat there being like, but out and like you know I still struggle with depression because I just sit there and I'm like but what did what? I do wrong because mm -hmm. like I have dyspraxia and EDS like all of these things and I'm like yeah. what did Why? I ever do yeah, yeah. it's funny I, I totally totally understand that feeling that you're saying of you know the kind of just the envy of you can do this and I and it's something that's simple and I can't, and it's frustrating and it gets you down. Like, so I really struggle with food preparation. I, I, it will take, I just, it's just this feeling of not trusting your brain, you know? So like, even if I'm putting something in the oven that you have to take off some plastic, you know, I'm like, is all the plastic off? And I, I can see that it's off, but I, I just, but what if it's not, you know, what if I'm, you know, causing someone harm by cooking this? Like, so I really, really struggle with it. And that's something I find really hard. And then, you know, so my boyfriend will just cook, will cook some pasta and I'll sort of be in the living room and I'm just looking at him and I'm just so jealous. Like he's cooking pasta and I tried to do this thing the other day. I was like, I'm going to try, I'm going to try and make a dessert. I'm going to do it. And, um, it was just like this frustration of I'm 24. Well, I was 23 when I was doing it, but I was in 20, you know, I'm 23 and I'm I was, you know, I was absolutely in hysterics. I was here at home and I just, I was having a panic attack. I couldn't really breathe, you know, and I, I'd put three things in a bowl at this point. And I was like, I'm 23 and I can't put three things in a bowl. Like, this is just not how I want to be living. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want this to be how it is. Um, and I'm still trying to come to terms with that. And that's another thing about when I'm doing exposures, because exposures, you know, you sort of make yourself anxious, I suppose. I'm probably explaining that wrong, but you know, you have to go against your OCD and, you know, just really try. And it's really hard because it creates so much anxiety. But a thing that I also, but it ultimately will help you, you know, make the OCD more manageable and get better. But one thing that also, of course, they're anxiety provoking. And we talk about that a lot 
and that's horrible. But the other thing is this kind of sense of, but why is this hard? Like this shouldn't be hard. I just, and then that's a whole other kind of element. And I understand fully, you know, the depression that comes with that. I think with so many of these disorders, they sort of come hand in hand um, because it is just, just, you just think why, <laughs> just why? Yeah. They don't really know what causes OCD. Like they don't, they think, you know, it's kind of maybe genetic. They think, I don't know. I've, I've tried to look it up, but no one, everyone's still kind of like, and you must feel kind of like a sense of I don't know maybe not luckiness but is it like happy that you managed to get diagnosed with it when like so many people don't I'm so, I feel so fortunate yeah absolutely and like you say you know we're we're lucky with you know quotation yeah. marks in the sense that we are in an age where more is known about these disorders you know there still is a lot for people to know but that more, yeah. more is known like Back, I think it was like in the 19th century, they called OCD the doubting disorder before it had a name. They didn't really know what to call it. But I kind of like that because I feel like that's more of a clear representation of it than mm. this stereotype that we have now, to be honest. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. I, when I was realizing the other day, you know, I sort of had a bit of a, just a moment of how lucky I felt that I did have a diagnosis because I... So when I didn't know what it was, and I've kind of, to be honest, it's all quite fuzzy. I don't know if you have this, but it's kind of fuzzy from when my OCD first showed itself. I don't, like, it's all a bit much and your brain is kind of overloaded by what's happening and I'm just trying to understand it. And I just, I, I felt a bit kind of, I don't know, I just was so lost. And I was trying to find a therapist to talk about what happened in my brain. And I just kept saying this phrase, you know, oh, my brain's broken. I just feel like my brain's broken. And after I found out it was OCD, I actually found a lot of articles of people who have OCD that had used the same sentence, um, which was, you know, really comforting, actually. But I went to see a therapist. And in hindsight, you know, I for a while was like, that's a shame because that it wasn't the right therapy. It was talking therapies like I was speaking about earlier. So I rather, and rather than being like, I've got OCD, these are my intrusive thoughts. I was like, I have all these thoughts. What do they mean? Da, da, da. And, but I was so lucky and I'm realizing now because I saw this woman, I think for maybe two or three sessions. And I'm so thrilled that I saw her because after three sessions, she was like, I think, I think what you have sounds like it could be OCD. Maybe have a, like, have a look. And like just this simple sentence saved me so much suffering, saved me so much sort of pain. And, you know, and I sort of realized it the other day and I was like, I need to send that woman some flowers. I was <laughs> so many. So I, so, so I did. And which then, but then she didn't find them for a while. And I was really panicking. My OCD was like, but you're not like a flower murderer. Like you killed these flowers. Cause you can't hear <laughs> the classic, but I was like, which sounds so silly, but you know, I'm sort of racked with the guilt of feeling like this is actually a thing. So, but then um, she found them. So it's fine. But you know, I suddenly was realizing, gosh, you know, if I'd have seen a different therapist that didn't get it, that could have been so awful. Like that was really a pivotal moment in, in my life. And I'd only been, you know, sort of stuck with this feeling for like maybe a month or two at that point. So I was really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like that. I like, I, I actually, in terms of like when it's broken down, I, I like obsessive compulsive disorder because it's, that is what it is. Like you obsess and then you have a compulsion and that, and you know, and it's like, it's like, I get it. Like that's, but what I don't like is this OCD 
cute, tidy quirk thing. That's like what frustrates me. And that's why I like to bring up the like past definition of it, which is the doubting disorder, just because I think people, when they think of OCD, they don't think about doubt, which is like what it's, you know, it's all about fear and, and doubts and, you know, craving satanity. Um, and people just think it's about tidiness. So I, I do like like obsessive compulsive disorder, but I don't like how people think of it and like this way. So I quite like that you've got both, like when you then throw in, but it used to be the doubting disorder, people are like, oh, so wait, what's OCD? I don't know. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Because I just think people don't think about, well, the, any of the elements of it. And in the same way that, you know, it's frustrating, I'm sure, like, because people think, well, what was the epilepsy with um, photos? Oh, photosensitive, yeah. Yeah, people just think that that's, <laughs> that. that's epilepsy. That's, you know, and it's just yeah. so frustrating that these, like, what do we do about this, that these disorders are so misunderstood? Like, how do we, how Honestly, do we do you're, you're doing such a great job. I just remembered, like, the, well, not the other day. I always say the other day. It could have been, like, two years ago. Oh, like, the other day. I do all the time. The other day <laughs> could be three years ago or yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I remember, I think I was, like, uh, on holiday with my friend and they were like oh I'm so OCD about this and I was like no you're not I was like I know a lot about OCD now and you are not OCD about this because you have to have OCD to be OCD about something and they were just like oh and I was like yeah learn about it read about it did you actually no don't because I'm yeah. gonna cry no that's so, oh, that, oh thank you so I much actually also if you've seen any of my YouTube videos this isn't me plugging myself but I think I actually <laughs> say that in one of the videos as well because I was talking oh. about mental health and saying how I'd read this study and then I was like if you think you might have OCD go and research it like don't just assume mm. that from something or like but I, I honestly think you are doing an amazing job oh. and just the fact that even like it's just hit me in the way where when people are saying it I'm like no like thank you I guess that I am like really passionate about invisible disabilities and stuff like that mm -hmm. so it probably comes from there but when people say stuff like that it, it's now just really bothers me and oh, then I think I of all the times in the past I've been like oh I'm so OCD about this <laughs> and I'm like oh Zoe what were you doing why weren't you thinking you should have been researching <laughs> <laughs> But this is the there is, and there must be so many disorders that like that we just assume. I mean, there's I mean, so many mental health issues have incorrect stereotypes. But that means thank you so much. That really that oh that really touches my heart because it's it is so frustrating. And when people say that, and people you know obviously I'm more aware to it now. I have it in, but the amount of people that say that it's actually mind blowing. And it's like. I can't, like the pain of it is so real because people will look at like a messy, you know, people used to say it when I was working at the cinema, you know, they'll look at a messy bar and they'll be like, oh, my, this is like not good for my OCD. You like things tidy. You don't have OCD. This is completely, they're completely unrelated yeah. things. And it's just, you're describing, you're using this disorder, which stole many months of my life, affects me every day. You know, there are some people with OCD, they worry, they're worried that they've killed someone and forgotten about it. And you're using it to describe this thing being messy that's annoying you. Like how, like don't do that. <laughs> Just don't do yeah. it. So that is, yeah, it does, it does really break my heart that people use it in that way. But what's so frustrating as well is that even the Blooming Dictionary, when you Google OCD now, you've got the disorder as the first description. And then you've kind of got this weird, like how the media portrays it 
I was Don't literally say. about to say, like, I Googled it earlier because I was like, I want to kind of discuss the definition. And the, one of them was like, oh, it's I'm so, so OCD about this. And yeah. I was just like, what? And I was like, uh, that's just insane because no. it's like with dyslexia as well. That is another thing that is completely misunderstood. I worry now because I'm so used to people being like, oh yeah, I'm so OCD, that I get really defensive. I'm like, well, you know, you're not though. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, but then my OCD freaks, it out, freaks out. And it's like, but what if they are? And you just told them that they're not. But it's like, because you do have to be yeah. careful because, you know, some people might, but so often, so often it's used incorrectly. Um, and it's hard because you think, I don't want to be a killjoy, but I actually have to correct you right now. Because Yeah. And I, don't I know think it's very important. Yeah. I think it's really important. It's like... like people just don't understand how debilitating these things are no. and it's so important it's like I don't know what the example would be but <laughs> I don't know if it was like a physical disability just someone being like oh yeah I'm so in a wheelchair today yeah, it's just like know. no no you're not. You're, you're not you're walking around on two legs you're completely like, fine you're not in a wheelchair today or like have a love for ramps or something like that I don't know <laughs> just like you're not you're not um and that is just something that's so frustrating but yeah I get what you mean about being like no you're not and then being like wait wait what if they are what if they are and I've just like um messed them like messed them up ruined their yeah. lives not got exactly. them dyslexic tested just like, no, right <laughs> just, just just feel the shame um what do you I was gonna ask what do you think about how it's portrayed like in kind of films or TV shows? Because I know it drives me mad how epilepsy is portrayed. Um, but yeah, do, do you think like any media representations are kind of like really frustrating? Is it oh. kind of the media's fault oh. that people like see this whole, oh, I'm so OCD about this kind of thing? Definitely. I mean, it's, I just think, you know, with all of these things, when they decide to, you know, have a character that has epilepsy or has OCD, why are we not researching that? Like, why? That should be a thing. And I don't know if you, I mean, one thing that that um, hurts my soul, and I don't usually talk about it, because, you know, there's, I don't know if you have that, but there are just some things where, because you're, you know, it's you've got to fight with the disorder or the illness every day anyway. And then you also have to fight people not understanding it. And then sometimes there are just some things where you think, I have to conserve my energy and not think all about try and try not to think about this or which you know never works but chloe kardashian <laughs> had a show and i've not watched it because it will hurt me but i saw five seconds of it to make sure that i could complain about it you know yeah, um <laughs> yeah to make sure that it was you know as terrible as i thought it was and she called it close cd um and it was her yeah 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 it's really terrible and it was her and she was sat there and they had this therapist, again, quotation marks. I don't know where they found this, this person, but she, it's disgusting to me. I can't believe she did this. And Chloe Kardashian is sat there and she's just like, but you know, like, I really see my OCD as like a blessing because I'm like, you know, like, and she's talking about how, how she's tidy. And it's like, I know that you don't have OCD because no one, I mean, I can't say I know because, you know, there's yeah. like... I can't say that, but no one with OCD 
ever would ever say that it was a blessing. No one would say that in the whole world. Like that's just not a thing that would ever happen. And then you've got the therapist that's being like, okay, so like you find it like calming when things are in order. And she's like, yeah. And then they go over to like, I don't know, some bloody fruit bowl. And then she, the, cause everything in Clear Galashian's house is really organized. And then she's like, the therapist is like, okay, so what we're going to do is, do you want to like move this apple and like make it less neat? And she's like, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, and it's all just like, oh, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm Chloe. And then she get, like, gives tips on like how to organize your cupboards. And it's like, this is like calling a show anorexia aesthetic and having healthy eating tips. It's just, what are you doing? And it's just her and her like, this is how I organize my cookies. And she's just like, and she calls it close CD and then she'll do tweets like out of one to 10, how close CD are you today? And it's just like, you are like someone with so much reach that could do so much good is, is feeding this nonsense into the world. It's just crazy. That's actually, I've never heard of that. That's actually just appalling. Yeah. That that is actually terrible. I can't really imagine. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, if it was just kind of like about anorexia or something like that, that's yeah, completely mad. And also, there might be people who have OCD that really like the Kardashians, and they're like, <laughs> Chloe can help me. She's like, yeah. Chloe knows. Chloe understands. Like, Chloe will help. Or just then seeing and being like, I don't know, because it's obsessive thoughts, or I mean, intrusive thoughts, or whatever. Being like is my OCD wrong or something like that? Like, do you think people would start thinking that and be like, this is what OCD is meant to be because this is what Khloe Kardashian is telling uh, me. Well, (laughs) I mean, OCD is a funny one in itself anyway, because even without, you know, all the correct stereotypes, what it loves to do is, is make you doubt your, because it, you know, doubt everything. So you think, oh God, maybe I don't actually have OCD. Maybe I am just a terrible person and I'm using that as an excuse. Uh, you know, it loves, that's just this thing of makes you so many times, you know, like my OCD, like OCD making you doubt OCD is just another one of its beautiful tricks. But what's upsetting is so many people watching her show perhaps have OCD, don't realize what it is because I, I definitely would never have, that would never have considered, like when I when it happened to me, I would never have thought, oh, this is OCD, you know. So, people watching that, it's just solidifying this incorrect view of it. So perhaps if they do end up suffering from OCD, it's never going to cross their mind that that's what it is because they think OCD is, you know, organizing some cookies. And that's what's so painful. Like people are suffering, but, and this, this, you know, constant fueling of this incorrect portrayal of OCD is just meaning that sufferers aren't getting help. Like, uh, you know, it's just... It's just so frustrating. And I think apparently there was a character in a soap recently. I didn't look into it because it was one of those days that I was just thinking, I can't deal with this today. Yeah. But he apparently is upset. He has OCD in quotations because of the coronavirus has panicked him. And apparently he's been getting really good at like people have been saying, oh yeah, brilliant, brilliant acting, like really well done and stuff. But a lot of people I've seen have been saying that he's not portraying OCD at all. Like it's just an obsession of, germs um which obviously can be an ocd thing but it it, you know it's not it's not being done correctly and yeah yeah, it's frustrating because it's more kind of like i don't know i tried to uh, describe the way you've been describing in the first terms but it's more of a symptom of the ocd rather than the ocd itself for what it seems it's like necessary to like you said you have the intrusive thought and then you feel 
the like compulsion to do a certain thing. So is it kind yeah. of like they're showing the compulsion without showing that it actually yeah. stems from something else? From something else, you know, because they say that sort of subconsciously OCD, you know, stems from like the a lot of it is is kind of subconscious things. So like the fear of the self being bad. But then my therapist is always well, I, I'm not actually seeing one right now, but I saw a lovely one on the NHS for a while, and she was like. But Georgia, you know, if you're a bad person, you wouldn't worry about being a bad person. Like, bad people don't go around worrying that they're bad. They're just bad. Like, so <laughs> that's quite funny. But I think, um, yeah, I don't, you know, I get so concerned about phrasing things wrong when talking about OCD because it is so, it can be really triggering for people. And I don't, you know, I, I, I really worry about explaining myself to the best of my ability and, you know, it's, being truthful that's another OCD thing I really worry that I'm you know saying the truth and, and things like that but with all of these um with all of these shows um and so oh sorry also I was just gonna say about you know I haven't actually seen the soap so I don't know how he's portraying it but even with you know my my one of these shows when they portray things like my mum oh gosh what did she do she did something to her eye. I've forgotten what it's called, but she had to, this is a long time ago. So it's not like a, you know, a mental, um, invisible illness. Well, I suppose, but she basically did something to her eye and she had to lie in this special chair for a long time. But it's a chair where your, your head has to be forward. Like it's, you can't lie back. You have to kind of sit like this the whole time. And then they did it on Coronation Street. And the guy had the same thing and he's just lying in a bed, like just chilling out. And I was like, this, what? Like that is yeah. something that's so simple. Just give him a different thing that he, this is made up. You can give him a thing where he has to lie in a bed, but why are we doing it? It's so incorrect. Even yeah. things like that are probably easier to research. They don't bother. Like, it's just really, I think, irresponsible to be honest. Yeah. It's all about the aesthetic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with these so things, but ironic when it's just so <laughs> I think it often it's just like we're kind of I, I don't know maybe not with that but like this romanticization of certain disorders and stuff yeah. you know we have google now no, I <laughs> google it just you are a showrunner you are a writer Google it before you say it, because you're not going to be doing anybody any favors by doing this. To be fair, I don't think I've ever really said, like, I'm OCD about this, because I am just the, like, I'm, I mean, in, in terms of the stereotype people have, because I'm, like, yeah. the messiest, most oh, me organized, the, like, I'm just terrible at oh, absolutely. this sort of thing. Um, other than, like, I'm very, I find it very important to be on time for like going to someone's house. I don't know why, but I get really stressed out if I'm late to someone's house because I'm like, they're waiting for me. But that's just anxiety. <laughs> but it's just these, these like things I've never really, I don't think I've ever really been like, oh, I'm super OCD about this. But it doesn't mm. mean that I, when other people said it to me, I wasn't like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, mm. because you are just conditioned and it's like eh, this is the same with epilepsy people are like flashing lights and you're like no ocd is not just about well it's not about being clean and tidy no. <laughs> yeah it's not about that that's like like something that happens afterwards from your compulsions but like that is not 
what it's about. And so I'm so glad you could come on and talk to us. And so brilliant, honestly. And I've been following your work and all your poetry at some point. When I have money in my bank account, I'll buy your book and have a look at that. (laughs) Thank you so much. And it looks amazing. That's really Um, kind that you say funny story all the time because I, I think I do that as well. But I think it's kind of a classic. I feel like when people talk about troublesome or like harrowing times, I think maybe it's subconsciously we don't want to make someone uncomfortable, which we shouldn't really worry about, really. Mm. Um, and so we're like, you know, we sort of prefix it with like, oh, I'm talking about this in a lighthearted way. But we, I, I don't know. It's just a kind of, I don't know. It seems like I do that a lot. Like when I talk about the worst points of my life, I'm like, well, yeah, you know, like just wanted to like, I felt like I wanted to like install cameras in my house to check my behavior and like watch them. But you know, that's like, yeah, you know. But it's, yeah. that's not. That's that's not funny. That's like that's yeah, no, no. Yeah, I think and it's, it's nice just a comparison. It. Yeah, it's always good to kind of have a laugh at yourself and not Gosh, try not to definitely. take it too seriously because otherwise you just you drive yourself insane. Oh, yeah, you've got to laugh at it because you know it's making you so sad the rest of the time. I'm definitely going to laugh at it when it's being ridiculous. Like, yeah, exactly. what else are you going to do? Like, so I love, I've discovered OCD memes and I love them. I don't know oh if you- Oh my God, epilepsy memes is my favorite page. It's my favorite page. I'm always on it on Instagram and I'm just like yeah. hysterical. It's so funny. I love that. I love that. I, I try to show my boyfriend and I'm like, look, I thought, and he's like, yeah? It's like, oh yeah, no, okay, you don't. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I did the same thing to my boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, look at this meme. It's hilarious. It's all about Lamotrigine. And he's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love and there was one that was like, what kind of seizure am I going to have today? And like a waiter with a plate and it says like, <laughs> you know, focal, partial, like absence and like tonic-clonic. And it just oh, made me laugh so much. You, you could do that with OCD themes. You could say, what theme is it going to, and you could have yeah. a whole plate. <laughs> exactly. What? what theme will it be today? And I'm just sat there like <laughs> hilariously laughing. But <laughs> everyone else is there like, but that's another point. Unless you have it, you don't get it. You yeah, can't get it at all. It it just like isn't possible. And that is you like yeah. You understand how frustrating that is. Oh, people gosh. are trying to like put it in a box and be like it's this, it's that, and you're like no. It's I find it kind of I think more with my dyslexia because I'm like you don't get it at all. No. Like you can't understand what it's like to live in a brain that functions differently from yours. Yeah. And it's just like, I can't imagine living in a brain where I'm able to brilliantly read and write and mm-hmm. do all these things, be able to recall information, have memories. I'm like, what brain would that be like? Be, so um, I can't experience a normal, not, I don't want to say normal brain. I, I'd yeah. say um, the, the stereotypical brain of kind of a level of supposed normality and I don't know if you feel this way because it is so much more debilitating for you obviously but I sometimes like to think of it as it makes me stronger than everybody else because everybody else doesn't have to try that much and Mm -hmm. I have to try so much harder than everybody else to do things to the same level that everybody else can. Mm-hmm. And it just means that I think of myself, like I'm so self-doubty and ang- like anxiety, I'll say this now, and then I'll go and sit in my bedroom and be like, I suck. But like, <laughs> um, but like I, I like to think of it as, you know, things do come easily to other people and they don't come easily to me, but I am doing better than other people, like 
seeing what you're doing. You're in like TV shows. You're having your book released, all of this stuff. I don't know anybody else who's doing that. And like, you have to struggle with so much more every day. So like, I hope that you feel that way about yourself because it's a nice way to see it. It is. I know exactly what you mean. You know, it's like, because you think, yeah, when you're doing things that should be should be again it's a bit like the whole normal brain thing you don't want to say it you know what I mean like yeah. if you're doing things that to other people perhaps would would be really easy but you're you know it's taking you a lot of you know fight to do it I suppose you do think gosh I'm god darn strong aren't I but then at the same time of course you have all these these doubts that just are relentless and then you think oh god I don't know it's, it's a funny one because sometimes I do think I like when I see things written that other people have said you know I saw this this thing that's like you know you've survived OCD you can survive anything and I think I think it has it's made me reassess I think it's made me more respectful of like my time I suppose and my energy like I I, I really care. I always really care what people think of me and I still do. And OCD makes me worry about that even more. But then at the same time, I just have less, I have less time for a lot of people's nonsense. I don't know if that's how it feels. <laughs> maybe, I'm not vo- maybe I'm not voicing it, but like, I feel like I'm have a higher standard for how I look after myself now. I don't know. I'm going to, like, as you say, I'm going to go to my room and be like, what was I talking about? <laughs> I, still, I still worry so much when people think of me like, I don't know. It's a funny one because it's um, kind of, you've got both and they're so contradictory. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you mean. It's just like, well, not totally understand because obviously I don't have OCD. <laughs> um, but I, I understand in terms of kind of like this, this concept of, you know, either feeling like, I don't know, I did great today or being like, have I completely misrepresented my disability like when I started making my videos I was literally sat there like watching it and being like is this right like have I am I educating people correctly am I getting this wrong yeah yeah and you're just like, uh, am I am I doing the wrong thing like am I gonna tell all these people and get a comment being like you're completely wrong like, what are you talking about? I like, just be there like, oh no. Biggest fear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so far, like everything I've got has just people being like, yeah, I've experienced the same thing. And I'm like, good. Every time I see it, I'm like, good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, please, I'm really glad you've experienced the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that you have, but also glad that you have. Because Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because now I know that I'm not wrong. And it's funny what you were saying about like saying the wrong phrases and stuff. Because I remember in the first video I was making, I was like yeah so I have a clonic tonic seizures and then I was like wait no no I don't think that what are they called and I had to like (laughs) google it and I was like so I have tonic clonic seizures (laughs) (laughs) and it's just yeah just being like oh my god am I representing myself wrong so yeah I'm so glad you came and talked to me today because that's oh thank you thanks for having me Honestly, it's so interesting to hear about. Um, you're very charming to talk to. Oh, stop it. It's been so lovely. We probably should wrap it up. But honestly, I think that you seem like you're a really brave person and you are doing so impressively. Like, like I said, you've educated me and I don't even have like OCD. And I think you are like educating people about something. And, you know, that's important to me. That's what I want to do is just make 
a safe space for people with invisible illnesses, chronic disabilities, stuff like this, stuff that other people don't understand and trying to make, although they will never understand fully, trying Mm. to make it as understandable as possible, trying to make people stop and think, you know, why am I saying that I'm OCD about this when it's not a condition that I understand you know like why am I saying I'm so dyslexic when it's not a condition that you understand like why are you saying these things and so it's not only like for me about making community but it's also for me about like helping that community understand that like not the community outside of the community understand that they don't understand (laughs) if that makes any sense absolutely Absolutely. That's the thing. Making people understand that they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) That's what what we need to do. Understand that dyslexia isn't all about not being able to write. Understand that epilepsy isn't all about flashing lights. Understand that OCD is not just about, well, it's not about being clean and tidy. Yeah, it's not about that. That's like, like something that happens afterwards from your compulsions, but like that is not what it's about and so I'm so glad you could come on and talk to us and so brilliant honestly (laughs) thank you so much thank you for listening to this episode of the disability podcast with me Zoe McLeod and our amazing guest Georgia Locke there are lots more episodes about people living with invisible illnesses to come so please do stay tuned